Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Curry gets it, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. White comes the other way on a break for Chicago. And then Iguodala steals the ball right back behind the back pass. Leads Damian Lee right to the rim and he scores. Oh, my goodness. It was a two-bouncer. Wow. <laughs> wow. Careened along the top of the wood. Play of the night for the Warriors on a night that had many plays to choose from as what a difference 24 hours makes for the Golden State Warriors as they win in Chicago tonight 138 to 96 is the final we welcome you inside Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 the game John Dickinson with you 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 is the Warriors who had lost four of five get a win first win on this four game trip and uh, right out of the gate, you realized very quickly that this was going to be a much different night than last night in Milwaukee. Why? Well, the Warriors came out shooting. They came out shooting from three-point range. Uh, and you know, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter, all with three-pointers, bang, 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 right off the top. And at that point, uh, you're thinking, okay, this is the kind of night where the Warriors may have an opportunity to hang in this game or win it, and then everything just took off from there. Zach Levine left the game with a knee injury early on in this one, and it was just a, a much more aggressive Andrew Wiggins tonight for the Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole was attacking and, and knocking down three-pointers for the Golden State Warriors. And, and I think uh, for all of the concerns over the Warriors' offense, a lot of it really was, and we talked about it last night, just a team not making shots. Just a team that's that's gone cold collectively and in large part without 
the superstar player being able to save the day as frequently as Stephen Curry has been able to do during the course of his career. But I, I thought the shooting early set the tone, and then the aggressiveness in terms of driving to the basket started to get rolling. I think then the defense off of that started to get rolling, and it just became the kind of game where with Levine going out, the Bulls were going to have a hard time keeping up if the Warriors were going to, to play at that pace, and it winds up being one of the more complete victories for the Warriors uh, in this season, a 42-point victory uh, as the Warriors wound up with their biggest lead of the night at the end of the night. I mean, just complete and utter domination. They one-upped their poor performance from last night in terms of allowing 77 points in the first half. Well, tonight they, they chase that and they score 78 points and just big-time performances from Andrew Wiggins, big-time performance with Jordan Poole getting back into the starting lineup, and then uh, off the bench, Andre Iguodala, although he only played 10 minutes, it was a key 10 minutes uh, in that first half where he was flying around making defensive plays, uh, throwing that pass to Damian Lee on the on the fast break, and then uh, an infusion from Jonathan Kaminga in probably Kaminga's best game of his career as Kaminga was attacking and Kaminga was defending and Kaminga was even knocking down the three-point shot Warriors are going to be awfully tough to beat when they hit 19 three-pointers and do it at an efficient clip, and that's exactly what they did in this game. 19 for 42 uh, as they shoot 45%, and everybody pitching in from distance in this one. And just one of the, one of the real impressive victories for the Warriors uh, on this season as they begin the official second half after dropping the final two of the first half. Uh, so now 31-11 and 11 and 40 games to go for the Warriors and now an opportunity to earn a split on this trip as they'll take on uh, the Timberwolves on Sunday uh, in Minneapolis. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Uh, again, I think that the shots opened up everything else, and it does beg the question, and... Look, you don't necessarily want to go too far down this path, but it there was a part of me that was not surprised that on a night where Clay Thompson took the night off because he's been the Warriors have been working so hard to get him back in rhythm and he's been working hard just to to come back and it's been such a, a lengthy rehab process and and Clay was taking a lot of shots in a short period of time and I think Draymond not being around along with Clay coming back and everybody being so happy that Clay is back and, and all of the shots that he's taken to try and work himself back into a rhythm to have tonight on the second of a back-to-back -back be the game that Clay doesn't play. Jordan Poole's able to go back into the slot that he had had in the starting lineup alongside Stephen Curry for a good portion of this season up until recently and Otto Porter was able to slide back into the starting lineup for Draymond Green but more importantly, it opened up some shots for Andrew Wiggins. It opened up an opportunity for Andrew Wiggins to be aggressive. And so, in essence, tonight, uh, it, while the Warriors surely are a better team for having Klay Thompson, and, and once they can have Klay Thompson get back into his, his normal role of playing you know, close to 30 minutes at some point, once he starts shooting it better, it's definitely going to be a positive. But I think 
tonight was a night where you saw Clay sits out and Jordan Poole's much more comfortable back in the role that he's had for the most part this season. And I think Andrew Wiggins was much more comfortable uh, being able to, to take shots, know he's going to get shots, and be aggressive as the catch-and-shoot guy where he's been you know, so productive this year. So something to keep an eye on, not in that the Warriors are, are better off without Klay Thompson. I'm, I'm not saying that by any stretch. But how all of this gets sorted out by Steve Kerr uh, once Klay Thompson is back in there on, on Sunday, how, how does Klay get the, the right amount of shots in the right spots to work his way back into rhythm? How does Wiggins still show the ability to be aggressive and attack even though Clay Thompson is out there with him? And how does Jordan Poole bottle some of how he played in the starting lineup and and move that uh, toward the bench type unit where he has the ability to, to dominate? So not for nothing, but, but something to just kind of keep an eye on and something that did stick out. But a lot of this could be, hey, these guys were all making shots. They clearly wanted to come out and make a statement against a team that had the best record in the Eastern Conference and clearly wanted to come out and and make a statement after being embarrassed uh, last night in Milwaukee that that they could get back uh, to their winning ways and and get back to really adding another win in the long list of of quality wins. We were talking last night after the game and and the Warriors lose and, and the conversation, of course, is going to shift to you know, what's wrong with the Warriors and, and they need to get a win. And, and I think the fan base is used to, to this team even this season because they've set the bar so high when they don't win, even against a top flight team, even against a defending champion type of a squad. There can there can be a little bit of maybe a, uh, you know, maybe you get a little overly concerned because the team has set the bar so high. And and so I think, you know, for them to bounce back, the, the reality is there's been more games like tonight when you look at this season as a whole where others have stepped up when certain players have been out and they've gone on the road and they've had a real buttoned up and efficient two-way performances and they've won games like the game back in November in Brooklyn and they've won games like the game on Christmas in Phoenix or on New Year's night against the Utah Jazz and now you add tonight uh, to that list and even shorthanded in some of these games the opening night game against the Lakers I think would go into that category and so that's why tonight is essentially why on a night like last night I'm buying what Steve Kerr is selling when Steve Kerr is saying that he's not concerned at all. And, and I'm echoing those sentiments and, and just with an understanding that the Warriors are probably going to have to play their way through uh, any of their struggles. And, and there's enough talented offensive pieces to where if they are cold individually and collectively, they're not all going to be cold for long enough to where this team is going to have a long losing streak, even if they're going up against some of the better teams in the league. And I think tonight you saw that ring true, where they come out, they're making shots, ball starts on and I, I think the early makes gave the Warriors some life, gave the Warriors some injur- uh, some energy, gave the Warriors a belief that they could hang in this game and that tonight was going to be a very much different night than, than last night in Milwaukee or, or the game against Memphis or any any of these other games really in the last 20 where there have been some nights where they just didn't have it offensively and then they're able 
to you know allow teams to hang in games. Maybe they don't have enough to finish down the stretch. But when this team's cooking the way that they are offensively with the defense as, as quality as it typically is, it almost doesn't matter who they play on, on those nights. And this uh, prime uh, example of that one more time as the Warriors put the thumping on the Chicago Bulls to improve to 31-11. and 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Uh, Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game uh, with John Dickinson. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, uh, following this one. Uh, lengthy post-game session with Steve Kerr talking uh, about the hot start, all of the shooting, and uh, a lot of questions in this one about Jonathan Kaminga as he had his best game of his young career. Here's the head coach of the Dubs, Steve Kerr. The obvious question, I guess, especially offensively, what what was so much different tonight than last night? What what got you guys going? Well, that that uh, that orange ball that we play with it went into the orange ring, and it stayed in and it went through through the net that's hanging from that orange ring. So that's what happened. We took care of the ball too. I mean, right away, you know, we were locked in. We uh, didn't make mistakes turning it over, which didn't allow them to get out in transition. Um, so even though they were making shots early, uh, we weren't uh, we weren't giving up easy stuff, and uh, and we had control of the game, you know, be, because of uh, because we were we were executing offensively and knocking down shots. Best night. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, he's had some good nights. You know, the Christmas Day game was great. You know, um, but um, this was his best overall game. Um, you know, he showed the the whole package in terms of his passing, his defense, uh, knocked down a couple threes, and uh, obviously just an explosive athlete, and uh, really, really had a great night. They won't be like this for him every night. But are you searching for like a breakthrough moment with him where he can, if he, he suddenly can become part of the nightly equation? Uh, I think we're, you know, we're we're in the early stages of his development, um, and we're just trying to help him uh, through that process. When you're a, a young guy like like J.K. and you're brand new to the league, there's so much to absorb. Um, and so much that you don't know. And um, we're just trying to help him learn all that and not overwhelm him, uh, but also push him and prod him when we don't feel he's uh, he's pushing himself. It's a little bit of a delicate balance, but we're trying, you know, to to make it all uh, make sense with, you know, Santa Cruz uh, here, uh, off day, three on three, um, you know, work in the weight room, extra shots. You know, he's just he's learning what this is all about. And uh, so he's obviously making making strides and a night like this uh, validates that. From a team psyche standpoint, just how good did it feel to get this kind of a lopsided win? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we kind of needed it after losing four of the last five. Um, and last night's uh, blowout, um, you know, we, we we came out pretty determined, and and uh, obviously they were uh, behind the eight ball almost immediately when Zach got injured. I mean, that changed everything with Caruso out already. Um, 
them missing both both Zach and and Caruso. That's a huge part of their team, and and um, and with us, you know, really clicking and knocking down shots, uh, we were able to take control. Yeah, I was going to ask you this pregame, and then I thought, no, nah, it's not going to apply. But what's the psychology of playing from a huge hole? or with a big lead in the second half of a, of a blowout game like this? The psychology last night was we have to account well for ourselves. We have to uh, show in the second half what we're about, which is we're going to compete. And who, who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to compete. We're going to stay with it. And it, it obviously didn't matter in terms of the win and the loss, but we won the second half last night by 20 points. And, and you might say, well, that who cares? You were down by, you know, 72 at halftime or whatever it was, but that mattered, you know? And I think that the way we played in the second half, the way our guys kept fighting, uh, set a good tone coming into tonight's game. And um, so you, you, you just want your team to, to keep fighting and executing when you're down like that. And then when you're up, uh, you you don't want to let your guard down. You know, the, the biggest thing when you have a big lead is uh, to take care of the ball and to take care of the little things. You just don't want to you know turn the ball over and give up offensive rebounds and foul. You you just want to stay solid. Is it a little victory when you prompt that other team that had the big lead to bring starters back? I uh, Yeah, I actually... Uh, said that to Mike Budenholzer last night. Um, we were both standing near half court and uh, he put Giannis back in around the 10 minute mark of the fourth quarter. I think they were up 21. I said, you can't put him back in. I said, we've already, you know, sat all of our guys. And I think he said, you guys keep making all these threes, you know? I said, well, this is our one victory of the night. You know, we made you put Giannis back in. And uh, so we, you know, we had a good, good chuckle over that but it's uh you just want to keep competing that's the biggest thing and and uh so I, I I liked the way our guys responded last night um it's humiliating you know to to feel that um and um they responded well and you know tonight um Billy probably had to give the same speech I gave last night it's you know 24 hour difference and who who the hell knows how, why this stuff happens um uh, it makes no sense but you, you try to control what you can control. Maybe this is a different way of asking the same question Anthony asked, but, but when you talk about coming, it's so easy to talk about his future, right? He's 18, so explosive, as you say, but how much does a night like tonight show that he can be a factor in the present? I mean, the rest of this season and help you guys win. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt that he can help us win. Um, but we also know that uh, progress isn't uh, linear uh, as a young player. You know, you, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And and so your, your main thing you're trying to get across is the, it's the process. You know, Steph said something last night that I thought was so important. Um, you know, he was asked about his shooting struggles. He says, I don't, I don't focus on results. I focus on the process. And it's the same for, a team, you know, as a coach, you, you have to focus on the process. And our, as long as our process is good uh, and our guys are competing and we, we keep we keep pushing forward, then you're able to weather the storm. And and uh, so for uh, for JK, it's we're trying to teach him about the process and how important every single day is. Uh, 
every time we, we play them in Santa Cruz, every practice, every three on three, it's all important. And the great thing for JK is he's got these incredible mentors uh, with, with Andre and Draymond and, and, and Steph, and Otto and all these guys who are, who have been through it and they're all really trying to help him out. We all want the same thing for JK and he's, you know, he's a young guy, so it's, it's going to be up and down, but um, this is a gr great night for him. I'm really happy for him. What allowed him to, was he, was he uh, looking to attack more? What, what allowed him to sort of get in that group today? It looked like he was trying to drive more than settle for. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that we've really been emphasizing is running the floor hard, using his gifts, you know, both ways, like sprint the floor hard every time. Um, you know, when I was in Phoenix as GM, we, we had Sean Marion, who was, uh, you know, one of the best athletes in the league. Um, and every night he would just run the floor hard. And he wasn't the greatest three-point shooter. He wasn't the greatest passer. He wasn't the greatest ball handler, but he was an all-star because he just played hard. And he, you know, by running the floor, all kinds of good stuff would happen. And uh, that's the first step for, for JK is to understand his gifts are so unique athletically. Um, they jump out even in an, in an NBA game. You, you guys see it. I mean, it's sort of stunning when he explodes to the rim. So taking advantage of those gifts now allows him to build a foundation. And then, you know, as he goes, his, his shooting will improve. His understanding of the game will improve. Overall skill level will improve. But um, what I liked about the last two nights is it's the hardest I've seen him run the floor on consecutive nights. Wiggins have been really quiet the last few games with Clay back in the lineup. They're aggressive tonight, scored a bunch early. How do you kind of fuse that together? You know, have them play that style, even when Clay's out there getting a bunch of shots? Um, you know, they, they just have to stay aggressive. That's all. There's nothing, um, you know, that we're doing differently. It's, uh, it's a little different um, for Jordan, you know, coming off the bench rather than starting, but um, we just want both guys to be super aggressive. Uh, the ball went in for both of them early in the game that helped them build some momentum and they've, they both had great nights. Some nights the ball doesn't go in and you just have to stay aggressive and keep attacking. And that's the only thing we're emphasizing. One more bigger question. What, what are those passes? He made a couple passes to yeah. led to wide open layups. I mean, what does that say about his progress, his development? It's been in there. I, I remember watching him last year in the G League uh, for the Ignite when we played them, when our Warriors uh, team played them. And I, that was the thing I was most impressed with. He made a couple of pa passes that were, excuse me, that were really impressive. So that's in, that's in there for him. He sees the floor pretty well. And that's exciting because at that size, you know, you, you start to – you know, get a good feel for the game and draw two because of your athleticism and your strength, your ability to score. You can see over the top of the defense and and find people. That's that's powerful. So it's uh, it's been in there and it's something that uh, he continues to work on. And I think the big question becomes: Can Jonathan Kaminga help this Warriors team this season? It's it's pretty clear that he's going to be a factor at some point here in the in the near future the talent is is undeniable the athleticism the passing ability there, there's a an aggressive nature to him he's he's confident and he plays extremely confidently 
So I, I think when, when you look at, at, at Jonathan Kaminga, the future is very, very bright. The intriguing part is can he become a factor for this Warriors team more and more, and how would that look if he was going to become a factor for this Warriors team this season? In essence, whose minutes is he taken as somebody that's been – playing more of a 3-4 role than a big role. I thought earlier maybe he could see some some big minutes, almost as a as a small ball center type of an option. And I think there were a couple of games where the Warriors almost used him in, in that vein. Uh, but as time has gone on and the more that he's played, really beginning, I think, with that Toronto game where he was able to clear the deck when the Warriors didn't send everybody up north of the border and 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 he he could basically play the three and and the three four and be a wing and and drive and and fly around but he he had it all working the drives the defense the passing the just you know playing with a a reckless abandon but but under control i mean there there's a there's an explosiveness i think to to Jonathan Kaminga that that makes him really really intriguing here moving forward. 888-957-9570. Let's get Fillmore Mike uh on 957 the game. What's going on Mike? Hey, what's up JD? <clears throat> I love how the uh and you do a great job, bro, like for real for real. Um I love how the Warriors compete. Like that's one thing I like about the Warriors. You got to realize 82 game season, you going to have games like that. But the one thing about the Warriors, they always compete. There's an inner pride in them that don't allow them just to lay down. Uh, Kaminga, J.D., you see it, we all see it. He's going to be a beast, bro. And the thing I love about him is that this is the thing I really love about Kaminga. You can literally – he's so young and raw that you almost see his growth spurts each time he plays the game. Like, you see him do something a little bit more efficiently, a little bit more better. You know what I mean? Like, each game. Like, he had to play tonight. They, he fouled DeRozan. Next time he came up, he didn't foul DeRozan. That, right. that says a lot, man. And I and I think – I'm sorry, J.D., to cut you off. And I think it's his upbringing. You know, he came up out of Africa. You feel me? Wakanda forever. There ain't a lot of opportunity out there, so I think he really see it. And he try to seize his opportunity. Last thing, JD, I know I talk a lot. Our offense is based on us hitting hitting open shots. You feel me? If we like the last couple of games, we've been missing wide, even Curry, wide open threes and shots. We will not win the championship like that. We got to get back to hitting the open shots, not just taking them. Like Don Nelson said, you got to make them. Steve Kerr's temperament is second to none. I don't think he gets enough credit, bro. His temperament and his wisdom is second to none. I love it. J.D., keep doing you. Stay black. Appreciate it, Mike. Fillmore Mike checking in, 888-957-9570. A couple of quick things here quickly. Uh, The Warriors were embarrassed last night as far as the competitive spirit and all of that goes. They were flat out embarrassed last night. They got it put on them by the Bucks. They were down 77-38 at halftime. It didn't matter who the Warriors were playing tonight. They were not going to get embarrassed. Uh, Second part, shot making. So much is different for this Warriors team when they make shots. And, and, you know, tonight was the kind of night where 
sure, the defense was there, and the Bulls were having a difficult time realizing they'd, they'd be able to keep up and all of that. But if they had to win 130 to 125 tonight, they would have won 130 to 125 tonight. Why? Because they made 19 three-pointers, and, and everything was flowing and everything was cooking. I think that brought everything else along for the ride tonight. You know, it, and, and they needed it. But when you have as many talented shooters, it's always, it's always only a matter of time. And I'm with you, Mike on Kaminga. I mean, you you can see the 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 uh, improvements almost play to play in addition to game to game, and it's it's just it's tantalizing. It really is. And I know he's still got a ways to go, and I know they're going to be playing him in the G League and and mixing and matching his time with the Warriors. But I mean, tonight the the better part of his night, the most important part of his night was in the first half when the Warriors were putting the blowout on the Bulls and and expanding the lead and building the lead. You know, the second half was fun, and everybody enjoyed watching it. It, it was must-watch, right, to see what he was going to do in the second half, getting some length, more lengthy run. But the first half was the most important part because everything fit in the context of going out and trying to win a game against a team with the best record in the Eastern Conference, and you're in the rotation, and you have to play well and not make – some of the young mistakes that can get you pulled out or get you where you're not playing that second shift in the second half. And he fit right into that tonight. So that's that's the most impressive part is this was – he did it tonight, not in Toronto. Hey, you're the only dude playing. Go get yours. This was everybody else except for Clay Thompson and, and Draymond Green, obviously. But the main rotation pieces that were healthy and available were playing and he was able to fit his game in. Let's sneak in Eric and Milbray here before the top of the hour. What's up, Eric? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, Kaminga, man, uh, good problem to have for Kerr. Uh, he's showing as he steadily gets better and getting valuable minutes, especially in these type of games where it's blowouts. Uh, I think possibly the odd man out is probably be Lisa because I'm looking at the rotation. Whose minutes is he really going to cut? It's not Wiggins, not Porter, uh, and – I'm looking at Iggy, but I, I think with Kerr is if he continues to produce, um, you're going to have to find some minutes um, in terms of playoff rotations. Um, he'll probably get some valuable min- maybe minutes and maybe uh, garbage time. I don't know how much Kerr is going to trust a, an 18-year-old rookie in those type of situa- spot situations, but this is a great problem to have. Uh, I thought a lot of us thought Cominga uh, would be in the G League uh, a majority of the season, and he's already shown – hey, this guy is finding a spot in the rotation, and he's producing. So Kerr is going to go with his gut feeling, in my mind, and find uh, minutes for this guy. And maybe he cuts into guys like J.K.'s uh, minutes. But I think these, these regular season games, it's going to be valuable to him. And then we'll see in terms of the rotation, but it's going to be cut down to like seven, eight guys. So I don't know how much he's going to play then. But this is great. Going to the next season, he's going to be a seasoned uh, player to come. But uh, big time win for the Warriors tonight, uh, especially coming off that loss to uh, – the Bucks getting getting really hammered like they did to go into uh, the top seeded Bulls. Uh, they're probably not the best team in the East, but record wise they are. And to come out and, and really take it to them without Draymond and Clay tonight, really impressive. And then you got the game in Minnesota, which is a game you probably should win. And then a seven game homestand. So I think the Warriors are going to get back rolling here. And then you got the Nets at the end of that. So that's that's going to be up with KD's return back to the base. So uh, impressive win tonight. I got to give them credit because I didn't know if they could win because of the slump they were in, but. They really took it to him. But, man, hats off to Kaminga, man. This guy is better than I thought he was. So I'm loving what this thing is getting. They got a steal in him. 
Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. 888-957-9570. We'll come back. We'll hear from Jonathan Kaminga. We'll hear from Jordan Poole. We will hear from Stephen Curry as well. Your phone calls, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now a steal by Porter on the inbounds to Curry. Curry from 30. Got it! Knocked it down. They've got 78. 78 to 47 with 28 seconds to go. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Warriors get the win. 138 to 96. Big night for Jonathan Kaminga, big night for Andrew Wiggins, big night for Jordan Poole, and uh, the Warriors uh, make quick work tonight of the Chicago Bulls, team with the best record in the East as they improve now to 31-11 and as the Warriors stop their two-game losing skid, and they had lost four out of five before getting the win uh, in this ball game tonight. 888-957-9570, triple eight. Nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's go ahead and hear from Jonathan Kaminga. Big night for him. I think you could make the case it was a career night for Jonathan Kaminga. As you look at the the line for him, twenty five points in twenty six minutes. He was the leading scorer for the Warriors tonight. Ten of twelve shooting. Knocked down a couple of threes. Hit. Three of his four free throws had three boards, three assists, three blocks, had a steal. He was a plus 22, so a big, big night for the rookie. Uh, and here's what he said uh, about it all after the game. 
What aspect of your game tonight did you like the most? I would say just being alert on defense, uh, playing as hard as I can. I think that was the biggest thing. You were just in here mentioning how that's kind of the number one thing they're telling you is just run the floor. Uh, I guess how much in your career have you had to tell yourself to just, you know, kind of sprint the floor as much as possible? I would say uh, it's my first time in my career to really like think about how much I got to run for me to get easy bucket. Uh, and I spoke to coach, uh, we sat down, watched a couple films. And I think running gonna help me to just get the easy bucket. When you watch the film, did you see areas where you didn't run, where if you did, you would have got something? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple areas where I didn't really run. And I think I can't do better than that. And I'm still learning and just trying to correct every mistake I, I leave on the floor. What's this year been like for you to be up here and to spend some time in Santa Cruz? I mean, do you, you know, it's easy to focus on the future, right, at your age. But I mean, how much are, how restless are you to contribute now the way you did tonight? Uh, I'll say it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but it's a lot of learning. It's lesson. Uh, I feel like I'm getting better. Uh, it's a good thing that I'm going back out there, get more comfortable coming out here. Uh, get a couple minutes that I get and. Help the team win. Passing tonight late. I think you have maybe three assists. Um, how much are you, I guess, midway through your rookie year? Are you seeing the floor? Are you seeing stuff a little bit there? Uh, I think that's been my biggest thing. Uh, I always try to be the all-around player. Uh, always trying to involve everybody in a game because you're never going to play by yourself. You got you got five, four other people on the floor that's playing with you, that are helping you to do other things. So. I think that that's been something that I had since a minute ago. I'm just trying to show what I got. And I'm not going to show all of it because I'm still a rookie. I'm still learning. But by the time, it's going to come. On some sort of fundamental level, how much fun was tonight to play that much and to play that well? Because I mean, you haven't had many games where you played that often. You know, uh, it felt good, uh, especially uh, coming off a loss last night uh, to a win today. That felt a lot of good. Uh, it's just a good thing. Everybody's happy. Uh, we just got locked in and go finish the job and go back home. If your team is losing big, that's an opportunity for bench guys to play. And if your team is winning big, that's an opportunity for bench guys to play. How how are these type of games the last two days different from when it's a, a tight game where maybe any mistake or misstep might swing things as opposed to playing through things uh, these last two games? Uh, like I say, uh, like I say, we, I spoke to coach every time, uh, especially as a rookie. Uh, on a good team like our team, uh, you never know when you're going to play. So anytime you get on the floor, just give all you got. Even if we're losing, we're winning. You never know you're the one who's going to come in and help the guys to win or something that you got to do all you got. You got to give all you got and help the team win. One last question, if I can. Uh, Steve has talked a couple times about all the mentors you have, right? All the older players who can teach you. Is there any one particular Andre, Draymond, whoever, who's kind of had the biggest influence on you? Everybody, everybody on the team does. From Moody to Andre, everybody does. Because they're my teammate. Uh, they want to see me happy. They want to see my growth. They want to see me make it. So whoever sees something going on or trying to, just got something to tell me that's going to help me in the future or just in the prison. They always come up to me and tell me. So pretty much everybody being the big influence.
Hey, JK, you dropped 25 tonight in the victory at Chicago. Uh, this is an actual site where you coach. Uh, Steve Kerr won championships with Michael Jordan, and you want to win championships with Golden State. But just talk about how special it was to play well and, and be in Chicago. Uh, it is special to me because, you know, uh, I watch a lot of Michael Jordan highlights. Uh, actually, it's my first time playing this gym, so it really means a lot. First, I, I think early on in the day before a game, I asked Coach how many rings they won over here, uh, if this was the same arena to play in. So it just meant a lot for me to come back and play uh, and do good and help the team win. So Jonathan Kaminga there, podium game night for Jonathan Kaminga, I'll say. If you're going to end up leading this Warriors team at scoring 25 points on 10 to 12, it's definitely going to be uh, a podium game for him. And, uh, yeah, how about that? Trying to get trying to get a little info on the Bulls dynasty that Steve Kerr was a part of, at least the second half of that Bulls dynasty. And, yeah, they were playing right there in United Center where they played tonight. And the Warriors got the big win, 138 to 8-8-8-9-5-7-9-5-7-0. There's another part of Jonathan Kaminga's game that I've noticed, and I, I do want to give credit where credit is due as far as just circling around through Twitter. And Tim Kawakami, the athletic, had pointed this out in, in one of his tweets this evening, and it's something that I, I jotted down. Uh, he made the point, you know, Kaminga played well in Phoenix, big stage kind of a game. Uh, tonight, another big stage kind of a game, bright lights kind of a game. And I think that is one of the more impressive things that Kaminga Kaminga doesn't seem afraid. And if anything, he seems to he seems to get a little extra juice and, and be able to perform even better in some of the the, the bigger games. And, and look, the Warriors are going to be playing in nothing but big games. I mean, this is a bright lights team, and it's they're going to be right back on the main stage once the playoffs begin in April and. They haven't been on that stage as frequently due to some of the injuries and, and obviously the fact that they haven't been at the top of the league these last couple of years in terms of contending for a championship. But I think having just another player that seems to fit the bright lights mold of things is important, and I think that's a skill. I, I think that is like some guys play better in, in those instances, and it looks like Kaminga is unafraid in those moments and you know Jordan Poole was somebody frankly last year when he got into some big games down the stretch and and the play-in games he looked unafraid of the moment to 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 take and and even make big shots and that's going to be one of the key question marks not that Kaminga's going to be playing all these minutes in in playoff games necessarily because I I still don't think that is going to be the case but it's a matter of who have you got that when you go up and down this roster, there's a lot of new players for the Warriors that haven't been in a lot of these truly big moments. We we know what Steph and Clay and Draymond are going to do in the big moments. We know what Iguodala is going to do in the big moments. What is Andrew Wiggins in in the big? And I mean the big moments of Game Six of a first round series or a tied conference semifinal series in game five or a, a conference finals or a finals. Like how, how is, we, we don't know how Andrew Wiggins is going to play in those moments. We don't know how Otto Porter is going to fare. We don't know how Damian Lee's going to fare. We don't know how Gary Payton, the second is going to fare. Although if you look at 
the regular season version of big games, I think there's some optimism that that a couple of those guys could actually you know, be bright lights, big time money performers. Point I'm getting at: the Warriors are going to need a bunch of those role players to be unaffected by those big moments if this team is ultimately going to get to the goal of getting back to another NBA Finals or, or winning an NBA championship. I think so far so good, though, with Jonathan Kaminga. And he has a, an ability, a knack, to, to energize everybody else around him. He, he kind of gets everybody hyped in the building, I think, because of his his talents uh, and his athleticism and, and his raw ability uh, that, that's on display. So it, it's infectious. And I, I think it's a it's a very very good sign that he seemed unaffected by uh, some of these bigger moments, uh, whether it's that game on Christmas where he played very well, or a game like tonight where you're going in after you just got thumped and you're playing significant minutes against the team with the best record in the in the Eastern Conference. All right, couple more pieces of sound here. Uh, bounce back game for Jordan Poole. He goes back into the starting lineup. Uh, interested to see what Jordan Poole had to say about that specifically going back in the starting lineup and the adjustment as everybody, he and Wiggins and others get used to Clay Thompson being back in with Poole shifting to the bench, but he wasn't coming off the bench tonight and he was a team high plus 38 in this one uh, for the Warriors as they win by 42. Here's uh, Jordan Poole from Chicago. What was different in your mind to get you guys going so quickly tonight as opposed to, to last night? We got off to a good start, quick start. Um, we were able to get a couple of good looks early. Um, if we get a lot of stops, I think in the first half we had uh, only two turnovers and uh, it was it was a big difference tonight. What got you going personally early on? I don't know, just play my game, I guess. I mean, it's not like you haven't come off the bench and started before, but what, you know, as you guys are rearranging everything to play back, what has been the difference for you in the Games play is planned as opposed to tonight, where it's more the more familiar role on this team. You might have to ask that in a different way. I don't really know what you're looking what, for. Just what has like you know you were aggressive tonight, right off the bat. You scored yeah. once. You've been kind of quiet the yeah. last few games with, with Clay back. How do you kind of you know use that mindset you have tonight when Clay is playing? I think we're still trying to figure it out. This is different. I wouldn't say it's difficult, but it's a change, and I think we all were expecting it. We just got to figure it out. We're a really good team, and we know that uh, Clay is a really, really good player. So just acclimating him back into um, the way we play. You know, he's been out for two years, uh, a little bit of a different team than he had when we when he left. So just trying to put all the pieces together. How badly did the team need this, just given the rut that you guys have been in for the last couple of days? I mean, it was a big win. Really good team, obviously. Um, we were just able to come out execute early and. Uh, any any win on the road is is a big win and a huge win, and we're able to get it done against a really really good team in the East. So uh, credit to our guys, credit to the coaching staff, and we were able to pull out a good win and get a uh, bounce back win today. What about Mingo's game impresses you the most? Uh, today he was patient. He was patient today. Um, he took his time. He took the shots that he normally takes, and he was just he was dominant. Twenty five points, I think, in twenty five minutes. I'm proud of him. Proud of him. Make sure that. He continues to keep going like this. Uh, continue to keep going in the right trajectory, and we're gonna we're gonna lead him in the right way. Actually, when you see those dunks, <laughs> I asked him. I normally ask him one out of ten, ten being like one hundred percent perfect jump. You know, one being not good jump at all. 
um, on some of his dunks, how does he feel? And all of his dunks, he said he hasn't even been close to it. So keep your eyes out. As soon as he said he got a 10, I'm going to tell you. Is it as striking to you as it is to us? I mean, we were sitting sort of courtside tonight and just to watch the way he moves and how smooth and effortless it looks. It looks, I mean, you guys are all great athletes, but it looks different with him. Yeah, yeah. Does it feel like that to you too? I'm looking at it just how you are. I mean, he's extremely athletic, uh, physically gifted. He's just a physical specimen. I think Draymond said it best. He just has some things that a lot of us don't have. Um, being able to witness that and see it at such a young age uh, is definitely remarkable. So credit to him for sure. When people talk about his skills and the athleticism like you just did, it's often the future, right? He's yeah. 18. But I mean, as tonight show, it seems like he can help you guys right now. Mm -hmm. Can he? Do you? Yeah, we're, we have a lot of vets. Um, and he's in a really good situation where he's able to learn very quickly and he's getting the right knowledge and he's getting the right teaching. Um, so like I said, we're just trying to bring him along um, as best we can. We obviously know he's in a unique situation day by day, day by day for sure. About sprinting the floor, and he did it tonight. Yeah. Can you feel that when, when you know the type of athlete he is, but when he's really using it? It's it's another threat. Uh, same thing with wigs. You know those guys who um, are extremely athletic, extremely fast, who very rarely get contested at the rim. You know we try to get those guys easy buckets, um, and being able to get JK a couple easy ones, whether it's in transition, whether it's off a roll, whether it's off of a backdoor cut. Um, not have them work so hard to get them going and uh, paid off tonight. All right, so Jordan Poole there. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga hasn't had a 10 yet in terms of his, his liftoff and his dunk. Man, if he hadn't had a 10 yet, <laughs> uh, as Jordan Poole said, look out for when the 10 does come down. Uh, but also, interesting answer with respect to uh, what's going on as far as the adjustment period and, and trying to get uh, Clay Thompson, or Clay Thompson, back into the fold, and how it's impacting others. As uh, Poole said, not necessarily sure it's difficult, but it's it's certainly different. So, uh, you know, where that leaves uh, the Warriors moving forward, uh, I, I think that's that is a key because you know tonight is the kind of night where that becomes something, right? It's you know Clay comes back and he's just jacking up a lot of shots and whatever he 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 doesn't have to. You know, stand down necessarily. He's trying to work his way back into a rhythm. I think the Warriors have been a little out of sorts because Draymond hasn't been playing. But uh, tonight, he takes the seat, and everything flows a little bit better again. And Wiggins is able to get comfortable early and make shots. And Jordan Poole goes back into the starting lineup. And, and I think they're going to figure it out. And, and we had a texter that, that pointed this out in the Comcast Business text line. It's obvious they don't know how to play with Clay yet. Uh, you know, bumps in the road are going to happen until that gets cleaned up a little bit. But I know Whitey Gleason's going to join me coming up at the, at the bottom of the hour. We'll get into Kolsky and company and, and take you all the way to ten o'clock. I mean, Whitey had joked these last couple of games that Clay's just got to not shoot as much. Like he's just really coming down and and, and casting off, and tr and they're good shots for him but also maybe shots that, that could be going in the hands of, of some other uh, Warriors players. So I, I think that's interesting. Uh, and what the adjustment will be, I think it also helps when Clay Thompson starts to make shots that we're all used to seeing him make. And that hadn't been the case uh, to this point. When you look at Clay Thompson's overall numbers and, and the 3-for-11 in the game last night and before that, 
He's uh, in Memphis and, and Clay Thompson to five for thirteen, and then that that first game he he started off cold and finished cold, but had a little bit of a hot stretch in the middle of the game. But still, you add that one up, and it's it's six for thirteen, and you, we're all used to Clay being a little bit more efficient more regularly to where when he does have some of those heat checks or some of those extra shots, it's not really uh, impacting things uh, at, at as big a, a negative. So uh, 888-957-9570, a couple of quick notes here, and we'll call it a night as far as the Warriors wrap-up portion of the proceedings goes. We'll bring in Whitey Gleason at the bottom of the hour. We'll keep the Warriors conversation going. We'll get Whitey's take on, on everything tonight. We'll also hear from Stephen Curry coming up uh, as well uh, in that 8.30 to 9 block, and uh, we can get into some 49ers chatter as well as we inch closer to the wild card weekend, the super wild card weekend. And I know uh, Warrior or 49er fans, Warrior fans, everybody uh, is pretty fired up for what's coming up uh, in Dallas on Sunday afternoon. But the Warriors do snap uh, a four-game road losing streak tonight uh, as they win the first game of this trip to improve to one and two. Uh, the 10th straight game, the Warriors are victorious over the Bulls, including five consecutive games on the road. They've swept the season series for five straight seasons. Warriors also now four and three in the second of a back-to-back uh, this season. And a season-high 138 points, 78 first-half points, highest-scoring half of the season for the Warriors. And a little bit of odd trivia-esque uh note tonight for the Warriors the second team ever to lead by 30 or more at halftime following a game that they trailed by 30 or more at the half second time ever the Denver Nuggets going back just about 32 years ago according to Elias were the other so a random note but uh, worth passing along here the uh, one of two teams in NBA history to be trailing at the half by 30 one night and then in the next ball game lead by 30 or more uh, the, the next game. Uh, and so, yeah, quick turnaround for the Warriors in a positive fashion. And the Warriors also a uh, bunch of 20-point scores for the Dubs tonight, three of them. In fact, when you look at Kaminga leading the way, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole, and this was the third time this season that the Warriors had, had three 20-point scores when they do that, they are unbeaten. All right, uh, that'll do it for Warriors wrap-up. Uh, Warriors get the win over the Bulls. We'll bring in Whitey Gleason. We'll get to Kolsky and company and take you all the way till 10 o'clock right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.